This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This podcast is sponsored by Terraform Development is a rising engineering design and project management company located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Co-owners Eddie Kalnemtua and Stanford Lake started the company to bring economic-related projects to rural communities like the villages of the Hopi tribe. Some of the important work done by Terraform with the Hopi tribe are Tawaovi Master Plan, KUII Radio Station Site Plan, Hopi Tribal Housing Authority Residential Homes, and numerous other nonprofit types projects on the Hopi tribe. Terraform can be reached at 928 or visit their website at www.terra4orm.com. That's T-E-R-R-A, the number four, O-R-M.com. Also sponsored by 4X Studio is a Phoenix-based design and print communications company that specializes in brand messaging, marketing communications, and creative services for small businesses, Nonprofits, tribal gaming, American Indian, and corporate clients nationwide. Their professional services include integrated brand systems, strategic design, identity illustration, print, ad campaign, assist management, packaging, and event design. Forex Studio is an American Indian owned and operated by Sean Kwani. For more information, visit forexstudio.com. That's the number four. Xstudio.com. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I'm your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is So's finest, Carl. <laughs> Good morning and happy Wednesday, everybody out there. Thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man. My name is Carl and this is J-Man. Not only is it a happy Wednesday, we like to wish everybody out there a happy new year because you're listening to this. It's 2021. It yes. means you survived the shit show. <laughs> show called the year 2020 yeah the year 2020 was the worst year ever i think we're just gonna have to restart that whole year over and just go ahead and do re, do it like a redo start from scratch yeah so if you're unhappy with the partner that you have right now you, then if, you can erase that person and get started if, with a new partner in if 2021 you, if you play golf you just call it a mulligan and just throw the throw the <laughs> golf ball in the back of your your head and just shoot from wherever now. So I think that we're all going to take a mulligan this year. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm very, very excited about the new year here. And I'm very, very excited about uh, 2021, hoping that nothing, nothing bad will ever happen in this year. Excited for the new year. Excited for this episode. So, well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us throughout the year or throughout the throughout 2020. I know it's been a, a real uh, a real doozer, but 
you know, thank you for st- <laughs> thank you for sticking with us. A real doozer. That's a soulless boy word if I ever heard one. <laughs> Hey, I want to keep this little PC here going on. So I think you mean PG. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because, you know, there's been a lot of that, that whole idea of cancel culture. And that is today's topic. Oh, God, cancel culture. Yep. Well, today's a special episode because, uh, you know, we are talking about the topic of uh, cancel culture tying in with our past episode that we did, uh, Res Famous. Res Famous. And so today we're going to be talking about uh, cancel culture associated with being Res Famous. Um, last season, we did have our Res Famous episode featuring uh, Mr. Waylon Pahona. Shout out to him. I think that he completed uh, something remarkable. He walked like the distance between... Phoenix to Hopi or something like that, yeah. all in the name of uh, Hopi. About a thousand Hopis miles. And their water. And, you know, I, I kind of shelled out, you know, gave him a little bit of support <laughs> for that. But he is the first guest that we had on in talking about this topic of being res famous. And today we got a very special guest. Somebody that I know and somebody that probably more than likely a lot of you out there in podcast land know. Uh, we got Mooney on the episode Moody. today. I I watched all of his videos. I binged watch all of his videos. And I must tell you is that most of the, 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 the content that he makes is pretty true to Native America. Reservation uh, culture, I guess yeah. you could say. Yeah, and it's very, very funny. I must, you know, I, I really want to get his autograph. What's your favorite uh, Mooney video? Well, the one that we were just watching just a minute ago was the, uh, uh, you know, women can't choose between uh, guys or something like that. And <laughs> that, that is actually one of my favorite episodes, too, because you got the three guys that are dressed as girls. Yeah. And then they get like hot flashes when all the cute guys walk out. <laughs> One of them being Mooney and then another guy is, I, th- I think he is one of the famous cowboy guys or yeah, something like that. Yeah. But we'll ask him uh, when we bring him on. But we wanted to talk about this topic, I guess really in associated with uh, cancel culture. Cancel culture is something that we've hinted at a little bit. And I think that it was brought up in our past episode. Um, well, our, our episode from last season with, uh, with Waylon Pahona about talking about that cancel culture. And, you know, for those of you that don't really know what cancel culture is, uh, cancel culture is basically, I guess, a, a new societal norm. And usually it happens on the Internet. Oh, yeah. Usually it, it happens with the, the social media stuff, with the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. And basically when somebody or, you know, when there's an occurrence where somebody does something that society seems deems uh, unfit or kind of deems as um, bad. And then it's the power of all the people that are connected to the internet that kind of uh, bring these individuals down. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're, we're in that category as well too, because we're, we're kind of res famous and we, we kind of fall into that where we might get uh, cancel culture or whatever, uh, cultural canceled or whatever you're talking about. <laughs> culture canceled. Cultural, your cultural canceled or something. Well, our cultural, our culture is going to be canceled. I think, you know, if, if some of us don't get in line and start speaking Hopi, but 
Now, I, I think, it, you know, when we did start this podcast, it was kind of a fear of mine to experience something like cancel culture because, you know, we've had a pretty good run. Uh, we're This is probably what our 38th episode, not counting the bonus episodes. Yeah. And so, you know, we've uh, had the opportunity to come out here and talk to you all out there in podcast land about, um, you know, basically, you know, a lot of the topics that are pertainable to the Hopi Reservation, to Native Reservation, to Native America in general, sharing our opinions. And sometimes that, you know, we share opinions that are unfavorable or we've mentioned before that we're not very PC. And so, you know, we do talk like res folks sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And we say, you know, inappropriate things or, you know, things that might seem ignorant or belligerent. (laughs) And, you know, I guess that's part of, you know, the fear of cancel culture is what if we say something that's just real off base and then, you know, people care about it or, or get offended by it. And then share it on the internet like wild f- wildfire. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's cancel Carl and Jamin. <laughs> and that is kind of the fear in 2021 and 2020, where where a lot of these res famous people have gotten uh, canceled because of, of certain things that they have said towards uh, maybe a certain group of people or maybe uh, the opposing agenda or, or anything that's related to uh, Native America that's trying to keep them above everybody else. Exactly. And so, you know, I think that I, I guess it's really easy to be a part of the of the cancel culture, you know, because I think that one of the unfortunate um, aspects of social media, of the Internet, is that kind of gives you the ability to say whatever the hell that you want to Without any type of repercussions or any type of uh, ramifications, because uh, we've talked about Twitter and we've kind of said that not a whole lot of our native folks are on Twitter. But if you go on Twitter and, you know, if you follow it for whatever reason, you know, any type of specific component of entertainment that you're interested in, that there's a lot of toxicity on on Twitter. Oh, yeah, there is. And uh, I didn't realize this because, you know, I'm in my 30s and I guess, you know, technically that's old. Yeah. Uh, For some of the young people. But a lot of the young people, they'll create like fake accounts. Really? They'll create fake accounts on Twitter. And it's not really like catfishing, but you create these fake accounts. I don't know what they call them. I think I've heard the term burner account. And I'm not too sure if that's the correct term for it. (laughs) But then, you know, they create these fake accounts and basically, you know, they kind of wall out and, you know, just basically say whatever the hell they want to say because there's no name, real name attached to the account. There's no picture of a real person attached to the account. So it's Hmm. like basically, you know, you're running into a room and saying whatever ignorant, racist or, you know, any type of uh, derogatory comment out into the universe. And then no one's going to take you down for it. See, J-Man and I, we come from the the MySpace era. So, you know, we create one account and we we make sure that it's our page with our music on there, our own little floater cursor and, you know. Because God damn it, I want you to know how much that I love (laughs) Lloyd Banks from (laughs) G-Unit. Mine was uh, Godsmack. (laughs) Yeah, I had like Godsmack, everything and uh, the theme, you, you... Open it up and then Mad God's Mac is playing like crazy. So I want you to know how much I love my sports teams because I think it was the Phoenix Suns that were my uh, background 
or wallpaper, I think is what they called it, wallpaper. Yeah. They but then again, though, you and I, we kind of came from the culture of uh, writing letters. Oh, yeah. And emails. Yeah. And we've talked about that, that that was kind of our social media back in the day when we were younger. But now, you know, the kids, they got Twitter, Instagram, uh, something called TikTok. TikTok. I, I still don't know what a TikTok is. I, I downloaded TikTok to, uh, to see what it was. They just give me all like cooking and people doing like crazy jumps off of off of store, three story buildings and stuff like that. Oh no! Kidding. I don't know how to change it. How do you like search for videos on that thing? So and then there's YouTube too. YouTube, I love YouTube. And then you know YouTube, it's it's, it's crazy because then you know people ask me, you know, who's your favorite YouTuber? And it's like. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I, I watch uh, uh, clips of The Office on YouTube. <laughs> there are wrestling videos. There is a kid on there. Uh, I don't know. I forgot his name. The kid that plays with the toys. And Ryan. Ryan. Ryan's Ryan, yeah. World. Ryan's World. And he's one of the world's uh, youngest. Kids. Ri- yeah. R- richest kid. And I, I hate my life every day. <laughs> Knowing that, knowing that a, a nine-year-old kid is, is making, out earning you, <laughs> exactly. But but anyway, I mean, yeah, I mean, we do live in a in a, in a digital world now. So, mm-hmm. and I think the fact that we do live in that digital world is the reason why you know information travels so fast. Basically, you know, at the snap of a finger, and that you know when when things happen, that we know it instantaneously. Oh yeah, or we know it instantly. And then so when when somebody that is in the public eye, somebody oh, yeah. that's in the spotlight does something bad, we know about it instantly. Oh, and yeah. then we're quick to give our opinions on what those, uh, uh, basically on what those people have done. But Hopis have never had social media before, but news travels fast on the reservation here. You mean something happens in Munkapi, it's already in Walpi <laughs> before, before that person tells, you know, somebody else in Munkapi. I think that the social media before Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, was something my buddy, uh, one of my childhood friends called SOS, uh-huh. uh, Society of Soos. <laughs> Society of Soos <laughs> was how our news traveled <laughs> from Wentupi <laughs> all the way to Walpi in the snap of a finger. <laughs> Man, and see, we never had any uh, Instagram or TikTok to relay all that information. We've been doing this in time and memorial. <laughs> we don't need technology. We don't need technology. We don't need technology. Have we have soul. Culture. We have souls. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing, the fact that, you know, because of social media, it's so public and you see how it works. But then, you know, you kind of see like... um I, I guess how our people react to certain individuals that are in the public eye and if they commit some sort of, basically if they make a mistake, right? Yeah. They make a mistake in life and then all of a sudden, you know, you got, it's almost like that uh, smear the queer game. Oh yeah. Like when you're a kid and uh, when you're a kid at the day school, that when you caught that football, a bunch of people just kind of dogpiled on you. <laughs> and so when you're somebody that's kind of in the public eye and you make a mistake, all these people are just dogpiling on you. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that happens o- almost every day, uh, especially here on the reservation. Somebody doesn't like what you said or somebody doesn't like what you do. They're going to go ahead and find faults before they find any sort of um, success in your life. Or sometimes it's just caused by jealousy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. For our first sponsor here. 
Strong Ones is dedicated to exposing cultural traditions of running that exist within many cultures and tribes worldwide through running apparel. Strong Ones is an individually owned business supporting cultural running traditions and supporting local organizations within the Hopi Reservation. They can be found at strongones.myshopify.com. Again, that's strongones.myshopify.com. They are also on Facebook at strongones15. And we're back. And so, you know, it's kind of, I guess, you know, the way that I think about it is that when, you know, the people that do make these mistakes who are in the public eye, like the people that react to them, I guess the people that are being a part of the dog pile. Yeah. That sometimes a lot of the times that they don't really know the whole story as to the mistakes that some of these people make that are in the public eye. And so it's like, you know, you're in real life. If you were to see somebody getting beaten up, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, man, what did they do? I don't know, but I heard that they did something bad. Like, oh, shit, I better be a part of this. So you run over there and you start, you know, kicking the person while they're down and not necessarily knowing the whole information about what's going on. But, you know, like that, I I think that that's a cause of being in the society that's very reactive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is. And it it is very, very true how our own people react to their own their own blood and, you know, flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. if they do something in the eyes of um, of somebody that they don't like, they're going to go ahead and follow, you know, the, the other side and say that, oh, I, I don't even know that person anymore. Oh, for sure. And then it's it's one of those things, too, I think that, you know, like I said in one of our past episodes where we wear these moral badges. Oh, yeah. Where we kind of act like, you know, we have this high morale, we have high ethics. And when we see somebody violating those ethics and morals, then we're kind of there, you know, chastising them and casting stones and, you know, making people feel bad for the mistakes that we've made, but not necessarily really taking that time to look at yourself in the mirror and yeah. to ask yourself, you know, the, the questions that, well, have I made mistakes in my life? Oh, yeah. Have yeah. I done wrong things? You know what I mean? Because then it's like, it's not, it's, it's you know, because we are human beings. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has done something wrong. And so you think about, you know, some of the bad things in the world that people do, you might not, con- you, you might not condone them, but maybe some point in your life that you made a mistake into where you committed some of those crimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it is true. And see what, how Hopi people really react is that they, they find the faults in you first. They, they look through all the faults first and they bring you down to the lowest level before, before congratulating you. I mean, you can have a PhD, you can be Mongwe, you can be chief, of everything, but yet they'll bring you down because you did something in the past. Or that you, they find a reason to bring yeah. you down. Carl wears glasses. Something's <laughs> wrong with him. <laughs> I have four eyes to see you. <laughs> and so, you know, I, 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 that's just, you know, things that come to my mind, you know, in regards to this, to this cancel culture uh, topic. But I, I think really, you know, because, you know, we, we want this podcast to be successful. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think that where we're at right now that you could consider us Hopi Reds famous at least. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, trying to build up and to get to that next tier to be uh, native uh, or Indian country res famous <laughs> and then build up to that. And then, you know, maybe we're famous to 
to another level. But, you know, I think that that's really how this topic kind of intertwined with the idea of being res famous. And so, you know, with with that, I think now's a great time to bring in our special guest. All right. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our special guest, Mr. Littleman. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for agreeing to uh, appear. Um, and so, you know, I'd like to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks. Um, yeah, I just go by my uh, real name, Ramon. And uh, everybody knows me as Mooney, Navajo. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you, <laughs> and I was, I was thinking, I was, well, I was thinking because you know, you and I, we've we've known each other for a few years. We met over at Arizona State University, and I think that you know, one thing that a lot of people don't know about you is that before you started making these videos that you know went viral and got thousands, if not millions, of uh, views, that you used to do stand-up comedy. Yeah, I actually did it at ASU. Um, I don't know if you remember, but I entered that talent show at ASU. Did it for the fun of it, and I won it. And ever since then, I kind of get volunteered gigs here and there. Um, but after my video took off, I kind of just uh, started doing that more often. <laughs> I think that that was kind of the the thing the the one thing that uh, made you stand out because uh, we did have the a talent show with one of the student organizations and you know a lot of the people that entered the talent show they were doing you know kind of the stereotypical things that you know most native students would do kind of the traditional singing um, a, a few other things I think there were a couple of rappers but lo and behold there was one guy doing stand up comedy and that was you <laughs> yeah it was I was like oh. I just entered for the fun of it, and it turns out I was the only guy being a fan of comedy. I was like, wow, <laughs> I guess that's how I probably won because I was the only one going that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And so, um, and so I guess, you know, if, if you want to give us kind of the story of, of how you transitioned from doing the stand-up uh, comedy to into making the videos that became so famous and popular. Yeah, how I started, it was probably back in uh, 2016. I think it's been that long now. Um, it only took me about roughly a few months before uh, my videos started going viral. Um, the reason why I started doing it um, is just to get a lot of things off my mind. And not only that, I always keep seeing that vine. You guys remember the vine? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, um, <clears throat> I started watching YouTube videos on those vines, and a lot of them were funny. I started finding all these vines and on YouTube, and I never had the app. I always went off of YouTube. Then I started thinking, like, where's all the natives at? I've never seen none. I actually saw none in my point of view. I saw no native vines. I'm sure they're out there, but I didn't see it among the popular ones. That's when I started thinking, like, you know what? I'll just start making videos, and I'll just do it for the fun of it. You know, why not? It's not like anybody's going to really see it, only my friends. Um, That's where it started off. One video led to another, another, these short clips, 10 seconds. Uh, they went to 30 seconds to a minute. And then I think somewhere early year of 2006, that's when I finally got my debut. <laughs> it was uh, a video hit, finally hit 100,000. And ever since then, I was on the map. And then, you know, as time goes along, you make more videos, most people know about you. And it just started escalating from there. That's awesome. So you're basically, you know, kind of a trailblazer in uh, the, the video. I don't, I don't know what... Uh, category that that would go into like the comedy native video yeah uh category but what, what what would you say was your favorite video that you made 
Uh, the favorite video I would say I made was uh, when you thought you dated in a non-native, but turns out she was half Navajo. <laughs> yeah, because you know how you get some natives that, you know, they're half white or half Navajo or, you know, half African, half Navajo. They look like they're not native. But yeah. uh, some of the non-natives are actually the ones who are in half Navajo and half white. They kind of look more, you know, non-Navajo than native. So I made a video based off of that because I grew up in Cape and then our school was half and half. So, so some of them were kind of mixed. And you couldn't tell if they were half Navajo until you saw the parents. You're like, oh, what? You're half Navajo? <laughs> I actually, yeah, in high school, I dated a girl that was half Navajo and half white. Um, and she was more native. So then I saw her mom. And I was like, and she was white. And I was like, you're half white? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And so that's what triggered that video to me to make it. I was like, you know what? I have to be in high school. So maybe I should do a video on that. You know, you date a white girl. Turns out she's having Navajo, and then turns out she's related to you. So, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, that was the very first video that hit a million, and all the comments and shares, you can just see so many people relate to that, um, thinking that they dated a non-native, but it turns out they're part native or they're actually their part cousin. <laughs> so the so that was my favorite. So the guys that you do the videos with, are they your your friends or are they your relatives? Yeah, they're actually uh, uh, friends and relatives. And a couple of them are just uh, friend of people who I selected from, you know, messaging when I ask people to be part of the video. Oh. Um, I think at the top of my head, I think I had a couple of dozen, dozen people, different people in my videos. Uh -huh. Most of them were my friends, uh, part of my family. And then a couple of them were just like extended friends or acquaintances that wanted to be part of it. And I just allowed them to. Well, that sounds pretty nice. And so, uh, Mooney, I'm going to disclose something to you. I, I was very hurt that, you know, throughout this entire journey you made that you never asked me to be in any of these videos. <laughs> You're busy. You're all being the uh, next Hopi president, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I, I really I really was a fan because I don't think that, you know, I, I well, you, I, you can be the one to tell us, but I'm not too sure. If the one video, I, my favorite video of yours um, is is probably one of the more popular ones. But you know that that um, it wasn't a comedy video, but it was the one that I think had uh, Peterson Zaw giving a speech or something. And it was kind of like an empowerment video. Yeah, that was the one that actually was uh, Ben Shelley's voice. Oh, Ben Shelley's uh, voice. Yeah. You remember the statistics of Native Americans graduating from high school to college? Yeah. Yeah, that one. That's the one with uh, Ben Shelley. And uh, yeah, that one I got first place on. I remember it was like enter a talent video show. I made it and then I won it with like a $100 gift card. But that one was actually... One of the videos I made for ASU was actually on the uh, American Indian Student Services website. Yes, I, yes. I don't remember what videos. A couple of them were, but then one took off one and one stayed up for the longest time and... I think they finally took it off. But yeah, that's that video I like right? just put something together at the last minute. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. Uh, but could you tell us and our listeners about kind of, I guess, when you hit the peak of your popularity, how much did life change for you once that, you know, basically thousands, if not millions of people knew who you were? <laughs> um, I think as talking is the uh, main thing is privacy um a lot of things will change in your life 
But the one thing that you cannot change and you don't need to change for anybody is your privacy, your private life. Uh-huh. Um, so when I hit my peak, um, I kept my life private. And I, as you can tell, I think I did a pretty good job on it because when I left the day, I left the social media world, nobody knew where I was at. Nobody knew what I was doing and they had no clue where I was at. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of them didn't know my real name. A lot of them were referring to it was Mooney, was Mooney, but none of them knew my real name. And it honestly, when I created a new Facebook based off my real name, it took them a while to actually find out who I was really was. <laughs> so, um, I have to say that when it hit the peak, what's amazing is that everywhere you go, people will notice you and everywhere I went in the valley, I didn't know, I didn't notice how much, so much natives were here. Uh, Arizona Mills, Tenth Place, that ASU, anywhere you eat at in Tempe, I always started noticing natives, and that's what changed the most. Is like, wow, I think uh, I better watch what I do out in public because there's actually a lot of natives here. <laughs> wow, you know that. Um, so when the videos that you create, uh, every every video has some sort of um, like you know. Uh, Native American storytelling in there, and when you're when you're making these uh, movies or you're making these little short videos, um, do you get do you get some sort of uh, backlash from from different people saying that oh the, you know that's my you know that's my life there why why are you 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 videotaping my life like that or making making fun of our life yeah. or our culture or anything like that yeah that's that's that was a problem too I think uh, when you first start off. Uh, when you start first making videos and you have less of an audience, you have the freedom to make whatever you want. Um, you know, you can uh, insult somebody, offend somebody like how some videos may appear on my uh, um, over the years. But yeah, as time goes along, you do get a small amount. And uh, honestly, I don't really see it as much because you have the free to comment, to share. Um, I didn't notice it as much because. When I make a video, it already hits a hundred thousand uh, views, a uh, couple of thousand shares and comments, and I just I can't see. I know I don't notice it. I can only see about at least eighty percent of the time it's all good. Then you got that small percent, uh, small percentage of it being twenty percent or fifteen percent that I can't really see. So, but I guess I can say is I didn't really notice it um, as time went along because the videos and everything start racking up. So I didn't have time to actually read every comment or read every share. Um, I just didn't have time to do it as time went along. And I think that's the most important thing is, yeah, you, you may offend somebody, but in reality, it's a joke. Most of us take it as a joke, but you get a small percentage who won't take it as a joke. So some way I just kind of don't see it. There's very few times when I first started making videos, I noticed it, but it didn't bother me as much. It was always one or two people, but hey, you can't satisfy everybody all the time. Oh yeah. Never in your life, you'll, you'll, never in your life, you'll never satisfy anybody. Like nine out of 10, when you graduate, you always get that one person who's going to hate you for graduating or you assaulted him just because you graduated or you got your dream job. You know, you're always going to have somebody who's going to hate you. So that's the one thing I learned is that I may send somebody or I may, um, make fun of somebody, but it's just sometimes just I can't satisfy everybody every time I make a video. And I mean, a lot of it does relate to me. So I experience these and I think it's funny because even though it may be kind of offensive to me or it's hurtful, but still I lived through it. 
you know, I have a hard skin. I made it, you know, I can tell these people if I ever, you know, see them or say, hey, yeah, you send to me on one of these videos, like, well, I did through it too, you know, I mean, we're all Native Americans, all Navajos, the Hopis, I'm sure we all dealt with the same thing, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta laugh. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's how I took it out. Each video I made, I just, I couldn't satisfy anybody. Oh yeah, that's that, that's a really that, really really good point. Really really good message. But before we move on, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break for our second sponsor here. This paid sponsorship was paid for by Justin Villarreal. Hey, Tom here with Hopi Relief. Hopi Relief is a nonprofit organization based down here in the valley where we are providing much needed supplies to the Hopi reservation during this COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Please visit HopiRelief.org and find out how you can get involved. Hopi Relief is also an Arizona-recognized charitable tax organization. And please visit us December 1st on Giving Tuesday. Thank you. All right, and we're back. And we're back. And so uh, a, a good segue into what you were just talking about, Mooney. I know that for some people, it probably, it, it, well, I guess, you know, even for anybody, it probably takes a lot of mental strength to deal with all of the attention that that one can get being res famous did you have any struggles with uh like your your mental toughness or your mental health when you had uh so much so many eyes on you at the peak of your uh, popularity uh to be honest not really i already had a thick skin going into it already um i learned a lot in high school uh learned a lot from my family and friends uh, I started taking criticism in high school by uh, Navajos because I played sports and I was pretty good at it, along with my brothers. Uh, and they call it um, apples. You're Navajo on the white side, but white on the inside. <laughs> so, they, always, yeah, they always get jealous. They always insult me. I just kept looking straight. You know, I finished school. I took some criticism throughout my high school. Um, I kind of always developed that thick skin. And... I learned it by myself too. Um, I had a very dark path somewhere between the year 2010 and 2014. That was my darkest path. And I learned that for myself. I learned to become stronger. And by the time I got into this little fame, um, so many people looking, watching, trying to hurt me, none of it really bothered me. It's just like, okay, you got pretty much 10,000 strangers talking shit about you and you got, another 50,000 people who really don't know who you are except from the videos. So I sit there and think like somebody can assault me, but there's really no point of me thinking about you because I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. And I'm like, I, that's, that's what I took it as. I already had a thick skin. People said a lot of stuff. I took the hits and I kept going forward. I hit my feet and I, nothing stopped me. I kept going. I started from zero followers and I kept going and hit, I think, like 140,000 followers. Like, that didn't stop me. I kept climbing. I kept pushing. kept taking the hits. It's, uh, I would say if you don't have a thick skin, it's very hard. You probably tear yourself apart. You'll probably lose yourself. Um, I think that's what a lot of people do nowadays is that they don't realize how much attention and how much uh, mentality you must have in order to keep moving forward in the fame. You have to keep taking hits one after another. It's just like that every day. I mean, you see the goodness, people loving you, people sharing, but at the same time, in the background, you're just taking hits. You're just taking hits, keep going, you know, you keep pushing. That's what I think it is. So, I, but yeah, yeah, I would agree that it, it does take, does drain your mentality sometimes. 
but um, I was kind of already prepped and ready. I kept going. And uh, to actually prove that a lot of people thought I was, you know, taking the hits and hurting my feelings, I actually graduated at the end of it. <laughs> like, I stayed focused, the content of my school, travel, and did the videos, and in the end, I came victory. I graduated. Like, hey, you didn't bother me one bit. I finished my school. You know, so, <laughs> so I don't know what to say. I'm not, I'm not trying to compete with this other person, but it's like, you know, it's, so, I got through it. So, J-Man, um, are you are you mentally prepared for being Res famous? I am not mentally prepared for being <laughs> Res famous. I I am. So I already had that mentality going on. It's it's so Mr. Littleman. It sounds like that you already had the the armor on before you went into this. Uh, before you got your fame through the YouTube videos, and you said that you know uh, a couple of your videos have hit a million views, and you know it sounds like you established a pretty strong. Um, uh, I guess a pretty strong fan base or were, were there any like real outlandish interactions with any fans? Like did fans go to like extreme lengths to try to communicate with you or, you know, try to get your attention? Uh, yeah, I had that a couple of times. Uh, shocking how, how much, how far they went to actually get my attention. <laughs> wow. I was pretty amazed by that. I, I think that's probably something that Carl's probably looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, remember what um, Wayne Paona said that he got a uh, bit in the face. Bit in the face. I'm ready for getting <laughs> bit in the face by a woman. So. By a woman wearing uh, some shampoo <laughs> pants. Did that any, anything like that happen in your, in, you know, your fame there that somebody tried to bite your face? Um, bite it, like actually bite it or kiss it. Which one? <laughs> I guess, I guess either one, whichever you're comfortable sharing. Um, yeah, somebody grabbed my butt a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't one of those uh, Navajo guys with the wigs on, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I know I went to a couple of friends. I go out with a couple of friends one time and just chilling, hanging out. Everybody's all pushed together. You know, we've got somebody grabbing your butt. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not because I couldn't figure out who did or not. So, I keep telling my friends, like, dude, he's like, what? I was like, come and grab my butt. He's like, what? Nobody grabbed my butt. I was like, I guess not, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's been a while, correct, uh, Mr. Littleman, since the last time you've made any videos um, with, with, I guess, kind of your, your post career with uh, the YouTube videos are, do you still get recognized when you go places, especially on the race? Um, yeah, I would say not for a while, which is a good feeling, <laughs> but I think time goes along, your pain goes away people forget and they're like, Oh, you're just not facing the crowd. I think I'm starting to notice that, which is actually great for me, but, uh, yeah, you get very little. I would just say about very smidge that somebody will recognize me. Uh, had this one lady come up to me. She's like, are you Mooney? You look like Mooney. And I was like, no, I'm Ramon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And then she walks off and I'm like, okay, that, that works. <laughs> yeah. My name is uh, DeAndre. So Carl's uh, real name is DeAndre. Yeah. They, they get, rec- they get fooled by me. So, Hey, what's up fool? <laughs> DeAndre. <laughs> it's like, what? I thought you were Carl. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean that that sounds like it sounds like you did uh get a lot of fame through native america and it, and i mean um 
do do you have uh, fans that still follow your? Yeah, do you have like fans that follow your YouTube channel or your or your um, Facebook page? Like new new fans like that? Um, my Facebook and Instagram is private, but every now and then I'll accept somebody's uh, request as long as we have mutual friends. But then they'll like message me right away and be like, "Hey, I'm a fan." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm not gonna be a creep. You know, I just want to see what you're doing." aftermath i'm like okay you know it's like okay this person's cool then so but my yeah they're both private uh youtube i still have yet to post some uh, i think it's over i think ten thousand followers still yeah on youtube um the views definitely increased after i started posting all my old ones from facebook uh to youtube uh so i think that's still kind of strong ten thousand um but i created a, re- a tiktok Though I think the TikTok was a new trend for the past year and a half, which I'm late on, which I didn't know what it was. Uh, so I created a TikTok back in March of this year. Uh, I guess we had that stay home order here in Phoenix. So I started working from home for a month and a half and I got bored and I saw TikTok and I was like, hey, why not? You know, I still have that groove of making videos. I'll just make videos and nobody will recognize me on there. You know, I can be myself. And I started making videos, and before you know it, I got over um, thirty thousand followers. Oh <laughs> wow! Blocks. No kidding! Wow, that that might we yeah. might have to hire you to help us out and figure out how to set up a TikTok. I don't know if that's something that we need to do to uh, to uh, promote the podcast. Yeah, I I downloaded TikTok, and it's just showing me like uh, cooking videos and people jumping off of uh, roofs. I don't know how to change it, so I don't know how to look for <laughs> videos on that thing. I, I just got to keep strolling through uh, FYP, I guess, uh, for your page and y- you'll find it. I just started on it and I I started making videos and started posting my old ones. And to be honest, the old videos been hitting uh, thousands of views. I'm like, wow, everybody still likes the old videos. Um, and I just laughed and yeah, it just started increasing. And I think that's where I started finding all my old fans, like a lot of them were commenting on it saying, Hey, oh my God, you're back. William, blah, blah, blah. You're back. You know, come back to the year. I'm like, nah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing it for the fun of it. <laughs> I got bored. So I'm just, just doing it for the fun of it. I'm actually looking to uh, get back into it. But Mooney so, reborn in 2021. <laughs> yeah. That's what everybody's saying. The comeback of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm just only doing it for those just to make it, you know, no, no, not something I'm going to turn back into again. So, but uh, yeah, it's, I mean, TikTok, I guess it's a new trend. It's been around for two years now, actually, and I barely got on it this year. So with all the videos that you created in the past, uh, have you ever gotten like some sort of sponsorship or some sort of a donation uh, to make these videos? Um, yeah, but I deny them. Why? <laughs> I didn't look to turn it to a career. <laughs> I had people come to me, make shirts at uh, pretty much my product of anything I make. You know, they want to make shirts, how uh, relate to my videos. Yeah. And I said, no, nah, it's fine. I'm not looking to do this. No, like, come on. Or they want me to promote. Um, and I said, no, I, I, I felt uncomfortable doing that, you know, because I wasn't looking to make it as a career because during my peak, which, or it was actually before my peak, I already knew that this was a means to an end. And that's what my mind was focused on. So 
that's why I never really took any sponsorship money or any advertisements or anybody who wanted to make my product. You know, I didn't, I just, I just didn't see myself as a, a celebrity. Uh, I never did. And I just said, no, I'm good. So I, I kind of denied a lot, but the only ones that I actually did accept is talking to schools, you know, motivating young youth. I believe most of my fans and audience were all youth. So when I went to schools and high schools and talked, you know, I kind of, I enjoy that rather than selling my shirt or advertising this and that. I just, I didn't take it. So that's why I didn't really do it, you know, because it was the means to an end. I didn't mm. look to turn it into a career. So if you had the chance to do this all over again, if you had the chance to do everything all over again, what would you do differently? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would do it. I would definitely turn it to a business. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a that was a pretty pretty good response that you had because you know carl and i you know we're we're corporate sellouts because you know you, you hear the sponsorships on uh the podcast episode although you know we we do love our sponsors oh yeah we, we love do. our sponsors yep. and so you know we i think that you know carl and i are trying to turn this into a business but you know i guess on, on a more positive side mooney that you know your videos they really did highlight uh reservation culture you know a lot of uh, like you said, a lot of what was missing out on the on the media side of things, on the social media side, and really helped to promote that. And I think that, you know, your story really motivates younger folks who have similar aspirations to, um, I guess, make get themselves res famous or even just motivation in general to be proud of, you know, being a Native person, to being proud of uh, the Native culture that uh, we all do delve in. And so I guess, you know, a, a one of the last questions before we run out of time is um, what are, what are some of the positives that came with the fame that, that you got through your videos Are were there some people that really uh, told you that, you know, your videos really changed my life or really helped me with my life? Yeah. I had a, a lot of those. Um, I think the main thing is that I dealt with depression. So I deal with it occasionally. Um, you always, when somebody's dealing with depression, anxiety, you look for something to create you happy. You don't sit in a dark room. Mm -hmm. So that's how I was. And I can see how kids see that. Uh, when I make these funny videos, um, a lot of them laugh. A lot of them do, do laugh. A lot of them do laugh. And a lot of them did relate to it. Like, hey, you know, this is funny. You know, hey, thank you. You saved my life. You, you know, you, you pretty much make me happy and home. And I was like, you know, I tell them that I dealt with depression and once they hear those words coming out of my mouth, they just light up. Their eyes light up. They're like, really? I said, yeah. You know, I dealt with depression just like you did. And I think a lot of those just relate to that. People being depressed have anxiety. You know, they don't have nowhere to go except social media. And then before you know it, they see my videos. It actually makes them laugh. And then, you know, they see more and they keep laughing. And there they have like a little happiness to look around. And they look at, I think that's how most of the youth looked up to me. And they saw me, you know, like this guy is famous. This guy has a lot of views. This guy has done a lot of things similar to what I've done, you know, dealing with depression. And when I announced that one day that I dealt with depression, anxiety, and suicidal, like that connected to a, a lot of the youth, especially with the suicidal is very high. Um, not graduating high school is very high. Even depression is very high, along with alcoholism, because it leads to that. And I relate to that. I grew up around that. I mean, who hasn't? You know, we're all we all grew up in that same environment. So I think then seeing me rise enough above it, they actually see something and they relate to me. And 
I think that that touches me the most. That kind of pushed me more to actually keep doing it. That's why I kind of stuck around a little longer than I, than I thought it was. It's just like you get a kid because that means it's, you know, kind of tears up a little bit and tells me. And even the mother, mother or father will come up to me, hug me. And those moments just kind of made me think, you know, I should keep doing it. <laughs> so that's why I kind of stuck around a little longer than I should. Well, thank you again uh, for sharing your stories and thank you for, for, you know, letting us into your life a little bit more. So I think it's time for us to, to head on out here. So. Yeah. Th- thank you so much, Mr. Littleman, for agreeing to be on the podcast, for bringing us on your uh, retirement tour. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You know, I just, uh, he reached out to me. I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I, I mean, I, cause I know you, if somebody random or somebody I didn't know asked, I would deny it. But when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, I knew you for the longest time. You know, I, I'll, I'll get on his podcast. Maybe one day he'll get famous and uh, reach out to me and you know, uh, come, tell him to come visit him or when he comes to Hopi president and uh, hopefully he remembers, remembers me. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you go here. And well, and if you want to support uh, our podcast here, listeners, uh, go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to become a monthly sponsor. Or if you want to just donate to us in any way, go to buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast and just donate a dollar or any type of funds you want. And we're trying to be res famous like Mooney. So go follow our YouTube page, hit the subscribe button, hit the likes, because we are going to be coming in hot with this new uh, YouTube series that we've been talking about. And so that's going to be fresh for the 2021 year. And as usual, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you're listening to us on uh, Apple iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, give us that five star review that really helps us out big time. And uh, we'll see you all next time. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. Thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. So long, quick quest.